everybody. This is Maria Pesson, founder of For Women Over 50, a podcast website and Facebook group that helps to help women see that their next act can be their best act. And today I'm interviewing Sandra Woods. Sandra um, has a great story. She is a life coach, but her story of how she got there is very interesting. And I think that you guys will all learn a lot about her and, and from her on what, she, what has happened in her life. So Sandra, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Maria, for having me on your podcast. Um, yeah, so yeah, my name is Sandra Wood, and I, I live in Boise, Idaho. I grew up in the Northwest, and when I was 22, I graduated from college, got married, and moved to the mountains of Idaho, and uh, really haven't uh, moved since then. Um, I a beautiful was, place to live, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It is a beautiful place to live. Uh, nice warm summers, and uh, definitely get snow in the winter, so we've got the full seasons here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, um, I have two daughters. They're now grown. One is 26 and one is 29. Um, and when they were young, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And um, so, you know, devoted, devoted my time and attention to them and volunteering and, you know, doing what a lot of women do. And um, when I started getting close to the age of 40, I started looking around to what was going to be my next act as I saw my daughters were, you know, getting into teenage years. And um, as I was going through that process, um, I also was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so at 40, I had a little moment of what the heck, this isn't what I was expecting. Sure. And yeah, so, um, you know, the, the shift of, of going through a health scare like that, of looking at your mortality, really brings everything into, you know, a fine-tuned focus. And what I started to realize is that I, I wasn't really living my best life. Um, and it, it just literally felt like the universe was tapping me on my shoulder and saying, it's time to make some changes. Um, and so those changes included getting divorced and, and leaving my marriage of 20 years and striking out on my own and kind of doing a lot of the things that I didn't do in my 20s um, that I think a lot of women do do if they don't marry young. Um, so How old were you when you married? I was 22 when I got married. Oh, yes, you were young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, I kind of had to relearn independence. Um, and uh, because I had been at home, I, you know, kind of had to create a career out of thin air. And uh, that was a, that, you know, that was a hustle <laughs> to figure sure. that piece out. Um, and, you know, I found myself moving into a townhouse, uh, kind of walked away from everything that I had to start over. And I was kind of surprised to find out it was just me raising, raising my daughters. Um, and so I was- So he didn't participate? He, he participated minimally, um, which was kind of one of the issues that was happening in my marriage. It's not a bad person. It was not a bad dad. 
Um, just we had different levels of uh, investment in our daughters. Wow. <laughs> tactful way of saying that kindly. <laughs> sure. Um, and you know, it, it, I, it was, it, I would say the forties were a rough time going through cancer treatment and starting over a career. And then at the time, my daughters were moving into teenage years and, you know, that is not for the faint hearted. So you did like the three hardest, most stressful <laughs> things in your life all at once. I you did. had to overcome an illness. Yes. You had to, um, you were going through a divorce. Yeah. You moved. I and, moved. you know, moving is a big stressor. And yeah. then your kids were starting to become, you know, more independent, didn't need you quite as much. Yes. And, you know, challenging me as, as teens can do. Well, because um, they know everything. Right. You know that, right. You read the book. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how they know everything until yeah. they need your help. And then, oh, mommy. Yeah, it, yeah, it's quite, it's quite the journey. Uh, I talk to a lot of moms that are raising teens and I just, I continue to tell them, you'll live, you'll get through it. It'll be okay. It, you really Oh yeah. Now my kids are in their twenties and we have great relationships. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, you know, it, it kind of doesn't feel that way. So, you know, so for me, it just really opened up the doorway to my spirituality, to my purpose, to what I was here to do, to what I was good at. And I, you know, I felt... And what I, did you discover? Well, I discovered that, um, that I could do a lot of different jobs and do them well. I have a, you know, uh, a natural uh, managerial leadership uh, qualities. So, um, and I had been in the nonprofit field before um, I went through all this. So I kind of went back to that field. Um, and then I ended up in the healthcare field. And, you know, I found good jobs, I found good employment, I found satisfying work. Um, but, you know, it, it was what I think I really came to terms with in like the last few years is that they weren't my missions, they were other people's missions. Sure. You know, so that's been, you know, the, the next phases of, of my career have been really going back to what was initiated um, in my forties, which was my purpose. And so, you know, I think that is what we end up doing, you know, as we age and as we fine tune these things about ourselves is, you know, understanding what makes us unique and why we're here. I know. And I think that's the great thing about getting to this point in our lives is that we don't have anything stopping us. You know, before we had to worry about raising our kids, we yes. had to worry about, you know, making money. Yeah. Not that we don't worry about it anymore, but it, we only have to worry about ourselves. So yeah. we have the freedom to really explore what's important to us and what we want to do next. Yeah. So I, so I think that's one of the great things about being over 50. Do you mind me asking how old you are? No, I am not at all. I am 57. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know what they say, you're a baby. <laughs> That's fine. You, we'll, we'll just keep saying that. <laughs> My, I'm 64. I just turned 64 yesterday. And I have a very oh, wow. good friend of mine who's 73. And she keeps telling me, you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> so you're younger than me. So you're so young. I love it. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think just for me, I, that whole process and the reflection on it, 
gave me an opportunity to realize as women, we have so many different phases in our lives where we have opportunities to reinvent ourselves. Absolutely um, true. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking to my oldest, she's 29. She lives in Colorado and kind of following in my footsteps with her career of um, coaching others. And, you know, she said to me a little while ago that one of the best examples I, I, have, I have demonstrated to her and said to her over and over again, it, it is never too late to change. It's never too late to make something happen. Absolutely. Um, you know, You're totally right. I love that that's, you know, what, what I've been able to share with my daughters. Sure. Um, especially as we go through, you know, marriage and having children and career changes and family loss. And um, I think sometimes as women, we just think, oh, it's too late, you know, and, and I, and I kind of laugh at myself now because when I was 40, I kept telling myself it was too late to get divorced. Oh, and you're kidding. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. It's really funny to think that, thinking if people get divorced in their 80s. Yeah, exactly. It's never too late. But, you know, it's just we get into that thinking that we can't change something or it's too hard to change it. And no doubt about it, that was one of the hardest times of my life. Um, I felt like I was out in a storm in the ocean and I couldn't tell if I was, you know, underwater, above water. Um, but you know, we, we, we get resilient as we go through these things and we get the wisdom to know, uh, I could do that. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It'll be okay. Sure. Yeah. And you know, part of being over 50 and as a woman is that we start to th think we're, we're on the decline mm -hmm. and, you know, we'll just start waiting, you know, for things to get worse because, you know, everything we've ever learned is our bodies get worse, you know, mm -hmm. things get worse as you get older and there's nothing to look forward to. But the truth is that if you turn that around in your mind, you can make this part of the most creative time in your life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because I, you're cre recreating yourself. Yeah. And it's really all your thinking. Um, you know, I mean, there are certain things we can't do that we could do, perhaps. Um, but, but you, you could know, still be the best version of yourself. Yeah, you can. And I, you know, I just went through yoga teacher training and um, in, a, in a lineage called Kundalini Yoga, which is, has a very spiritual base to it. And my, the two teachers that were teaching me, one was 75 and one was 72, and wow. I'm 57 and there are three women in the training older than me. And, and they were so, all you know, doing better than you, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were all, all doing amazing. <laughs> you know, I, the, I mean the teachers. The teachers yeah, oh were like God, the teachers. Move. Yeah, that just that they could get up and off the floor, you know, up and down. It just it was so inspirational. So, you know, I but it was great because we talked about that a lot, about how we felt about our age. And it was so inspiring to go through that and realize that, you know, I've told myself I'm too old for a lot of things. And, you know, it, it's really not true. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. And even if you have illness, you know, I have illness also, I have a chronic condition myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, and supposedly, I'm going to deteriorate over time. But it, it's been five years since my diagnosis, and I haven't gotten much worse. And to tell you the truth, I don't pay much attention to it. I just wherever I am in my health, I try to make sure that my health is as good as it could be wherever I am yeah. physically. So 
Yeah. You could always be the best you are at any point in your life, no matter how That's old true. you are. Yeah, no matter what challenges you have. I agree. Yeah. So what happened next? So you decided that it was time for you to do your own thing. Yeah. So, and that, you know, um, it was just kind of a, it, you know, I got my coaching certificate in 2005 and then in 2020, I decided to really put my energy into this. Um, and so I left uh, a position that I had in healthcare um, to, to really go into working with women full time and working with women who are going through an ending of a relationship or a divorce and, you know, just are going through that, that rough storm. Um, I just really uh, feel very passionate about women using the changes that they're going through in their lives as a catalyst for transformation or a catalyst for empowerment. Um, and, you know, we need each other. We need support. Uh, we need resources. And so that is where I'm turning my attention um, into my business and into creating programs for women to walk through and, and get that kind of support. How long have you been doing this for? Um, I have been doing this for six months now. Oh, so, so you're a relatively yeah, new a, business. Yeah, I'm relatively new to this. Yeah, I started it um, as COVID really got going and, uh, and it's just built and built and built to the point where I just decided I only wanted to work for myself and that this is what I want for the rest of my working life. And I have a lot of years left to do it. That's um, wonderful. Yeah. That is so wonderful. Yeah. So um, tell us some of your success stories. Oh, wow. Um, you know, it's a wide range of people that come um, from, you know, you know, I, so many different levels. So uh, one success story would be on the level of someone who really just had been married for years and years and years, and they just grown apart. So it wasn't super uh, contentious, but her whole time had been spent being a mom and being a wife. And so it was a great journey to go with her through, you know, like a self-assessment, like, you know, what were her qualities, what were her strengths, um, what, you know, what was her purpose? And, um, and this woman is, um, has always written. And so she really started walking into writing and ended up um, she hasn't published, but she started writing her whole story of her life. And it's, it's just been so amazing to watch her just grow into that, that piece of her creative self and her identity. And in fact, her book has really kind of been her, um, her healing journey um, to kind of tell her story. So that's been an amazing person to work with. Um, and then, you know, even on a different layer of working with someone who has come out of a really abusive relationship mm -hmm. and, and really came from no modeling of functional relationships to kind of helping her gather some skills on how to, to communicate more effectively and how to have boundaries. I would say that for a lot of the women I've worked with, we do a lot of boundary management. Um, because we're so used to 
being in codependent relationships or giving ourselves away to make everyone else comfortable. Right. Um, you know, so to we're me, taught to be selfless. Yeah. Yes. And I think also we don't understand because things get normalized in our relationships that it's normal maybe to have a really sarcastic partner or it's normal to be ignored or it's normal to be put down. And we kind of don't even notice that that's been happening in our relationships. And so I, I have worked with a lot of women in helping them understand that on a lot of layers in their relationship, they were being abused. It just wasn't so uh, physical. It was more emotional and spiritual. And so that's one of my favorite things to work with women on is helping them understand that, but also how to have new conversations with the same characters that they were having those challenges with. And I don't know if that makes sense, Maria. But. Well, I come from an abusive relationship. Oh, my, okay. my second husband, it was more emotional and rather than, you know, he didn't physically abuse me. But um, the last straw when, was when he said to me in front of my seven-year-old daughter oh, that wow. I was an effing idiot. Oh, wow. And I thought, that's the message that I want my daughter to learn that this is how it, it's okay for him to talk yeah. to me this way. So yeah. we ended up getting a divorce and I, he always was like telling me how he felt and how I was failing him all the time. Wow. So one day we're on the phone, we're talking about the kids about something, we're separated and he says to me, I need to tell you how I feel. I, sh I wanna tell you how I feel. And I said, you know what? I'm not on that committee anymore. I'm not on that committee anymore. Excuse me. Wow. I don't care how you feel. <laughs> and I hung up. Nice. nice. <laughs> He's, now we have a good relationship because yeah. I just don't put up with bad yeah. behavior anymore. Yeah. So I, as you yeah. can see, I totally relate to that. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I think for me too, like I, I felt very motivated to get divorced because I wanted my daughters to see I didn't want them to see a passive mother and I didn't want them to repeat my, my choices. And, you know, I, I grew up with parents that had a lot of, um, they had a lot of heat in their relationship and, um, and passion were, or anger, uh, anger, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just kind of opposites. And, you know, there's, they're still married. I have a lot of respect for my parents um, working through their challenges. But as a teen, I really kind of wanted them to not be together. Um, sure. And so when I came to that point in my relationship, it felt important for me to pick myself and then to demonstrate that to my daughters. Um, and, you know, I think that was a powerful thing to do. And I think as, as I work with women who are afraid to make that change, I'm always really passionate about what they're teaching their children by not leaving or by not changing. Sure. Yeah. That's a one that's wonderful. And I think what you're doing is very important work. And I'm glad that you're doing it because it's needed out there. Yes. So I'm gonna change gears a bit. Yeah. I wanna ask you, um, what's the best thing you've discovered about being a woman over fifty? Oh wow. Um, that life is too short to not be yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've just gotten more comfortable with, as my, my, my current husband says, fly my freak flag. 
<laughs> no. Uh, you know, I, I've gotten more comfortable with, it's okay to be imperfect. Um, and it's fantastic to try new things, even if it kind of hurts. Um, you know, I think also I'm more comfortable with death and, you know, knowing. That's interesting. That, yeah, just, I know, uh, I know a lot of folks come closer to, you know, in their seventies and eighties and they're very uncomfortable with that. Um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about that and, um, I, I just, I don't, I, I want to feel like I'm, I'm living my best life and if it ends, then I'm okay with that. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want it to, um, I'd like to go and, you know, I'd like to be older than dirt, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> hey, you never know. You may you come back. Know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. So just, I have a lot less regret. Um, and, you know, I think I used to spend a lot of time wondering, being worried what other people were thinking about me, what their opinion was of me. And I, you know, now I know that people aren't thinking about me. <laughs> I'm you know, there's a, there's a saying about that. When you're in your 20s, you worry about what people are thinking about you. When you're yeah. in your 40s, you don't care. Yeah. And then in your 60s, you realize nobody's thinking about you. Yeah, you just, yeah. So I, I'd say that's probably, those are the things I've learned over 50. Those are great things to learn. So have you developed any special superpowers? Ooh, you know, I think my superpower is really my intuition. Um, and uh, I think I've just kind of gotten out of my way of that. Sometimes I would interpret things. Now I just feel like when I'm sitting down and somebody's sharing with me, I, I feel like I'm, I'm in the space of really listening. And it isn't me who is channeling the information. I feel like it's, you know, it's just universal source. So I feel like my superpower is just getting out of my way and really being able to be with people and hear uh, what would be helpful or, or often what they're saying rather than my interpretation of what they're saying. So you could really hear people. Yeah, really hear people and really feel into the sense of what, what they're, you know, having, it, it's like I can, I can feel into what they're feeling. And that gives me a lot of empathy and compassion for where they are. Great superpowers. Love that. <laughs> Especially yeah. since you're a coach, because it really yeah. does help and does make a difference. Yeah. It's so is there any woman over 50 that inspires you? Mm. You know, I, I would say there's a lot of women, but in my recent, uh, through, through the last year, I would have to say it is the yoga teacher, Siri Neal, who lives in New Mexico, who turned 74 uh, last month. She uh, inspires me because she's still teaching and she's humble. And she always makes time to listen to everyone and process. She also was a social worker, so she's got that great quality of listening. But she's just been an inspiration for me because she's really passionate about her purpose and she is not rushing around. She really shows up and is present in, in that moment. And I just, I feel like she's taught me a lot. 
um, because sometimes I, you know, I, I have talked to older people and um, sometimes it's just more about what's not working or what hurts or, uh, you know, feeling bitter about life. And I'm always so encouraged when I meet somebody who's a bit older than me that is even more kind and open and inspirational regardless of what their age is. I have to tell you, Sandra, I really enjoyed having you on our podcast Thank and you. you're sharing some great stuff. So I have enjoyed it and I hope our audience has enjoyed it as much as I have. Aww, if thanks. somebody wanted to find you and, you know, talk to you about what you do, how would they find you? Well, they can email me at Sandra at SandraWood.coach or they can go to my website, sandrawood.coach. Um, you can also find me in LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, in Facebook, I'm Sandra S. Wood. So all those different ways, I'm uh, available to uh, set up a call and chat. So I know your name is pretty easy to spell, but just yes. in case, how would you spell it? S-A-N-D-R-A-W-O-O-D. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Sandra. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate this interview and um, I hope that people enjoy it. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.